Hey, this is John. And this is Tilly. And on today's episode of the podcast, we're talking about... Lies we tell ourselves. Stupid Faith. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Stupid Faith, where everyday faith meets everyday life. And I got to be honest with you guys, uh, we're a little we're a little zonk today, so we we're not sure how this is going to go. We've already messed up the intro what five times, at least at least five times. But you were filled with the Holy Spirit through it. So. Yeah, yeah, I was a little little tongue tied, <laughs> little on today's episode. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Can't remember what we're talking about. No, nope. we're talking about something. Speaking in tongues. Yeah, but... Um, no, that's not what we're talking no, about. No, we're not talking about speaking in tongues. Uh, we're going to talk about lies we tell ourselves. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, you want to kind of catch them up on what's new in the Butler household? Um, everybody's back at school. Yeah. Yeah. So that's new in my life. Um, we didn't discuss this, so I don't really know what new news you want to share. Well, our oldest daughter. Oh, got a job at Chick-fil-A, y'all. Just started her first big girl job. Yeah, yeah. So she had her orientation just the other day. Yeah. So that's exciting, um, because that means that until she gets her license, we got to drive her <laughs> everywhere she needs to be. Yeah, and she's starting at six o'clock in the morning, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've It's a I've flashback to, to when you did that. Yeah, except mine was more like 4.30. Yeah. I was the first person in that place. But I get the bed to myself for... 20 minutes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so what other news? Other news, um, well, uh, we just finished a week-long church planter assessment. Yeah. And... Um, that was crazy. It was brutal. Yeah, it was a long, long week. All good things. Yeah. But basically, they just kind of run you through the ringer and say, hey, is it a good idea for these people to try to plant a church? Are they in a good, healthy place? So it was pretty involved. Yeah. It was about nine hours on Zoom for four days. I lost track after yeah. the first just hour. Just imagine living your entire day on Zoom yeah. for three or four days in a row. It was gross. But we did pass. Yeah, yeah. So we're recommended to to plant, which is a good thing, because you know if they'd said no, then we would be depressed, praying, pr- praying, praying to God. <laughs> okay, well, what do you really want us to do? Because we must have missed the boat on that. Um, but uh, anything? See, else? I told you we're tired. I, I, I can't think. I can't. I think, think that's been about it. We went back to school. T-shirt business is kicking off good. Yep. Um, we finished the assessment. Uh, trying to get a job, and so now we're on the podcast and what we want to yeah. discuss today. And one of the one of the neat things that I thought came out of the assessment, and this is going to make my wife's oh my skin gosh. crawl, Wish we could edit this. was just all of the good feedback that we that we got specifically her, and um, that kind of brings us to what we're going to talk about in the episode today. So I'm just going to interview my wife um, because I think a lot of times in life uh, we tell ourselves lies. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we're trying to deceive ourselves, but we tell ourselves things that like, oh, either we're not smart enough, we're not good enough or capable, you know, capable. Yeah. There's, there's all kinds of things. And those things, uh, oftentimes they're just not true. It's not who God created us to be. And, um, 
And so we tell ourselves these lies, and we want to talk a little bit about that because I know that's something that has been a, a bigger um, bigger obstacle in your life than it has been for me, just based off of our personality type. Yeah. It's not like I'm somehow magically more, you know, spiritual or trust God more than you do. It's just that you and I, we have different personalities, and, and I'm the of the two of us, one of us is more likely to uh, fret over things and one of us is more likely to not. <laughs> and so I wanted to interview because I know there's a lot of our listeners out there who probably have similar things in their lives where they, um, you know, they don't have a lot of confidence in one area or another area of their life. Yeah. And so um, maybe we just start off talking about that. Tell everyone uh, what it's like to kind of be in Tilly's shoes and feel that... Um, I don't know, that, that lack of confidence in, in a certain area of your life. Well, I think we probably need to back it up a little bit just so people know where I come from with the lack of confidence. So all through grade school, I struggled with dyslexia. Um, I think like starting in third grade, mom started seeing something like that was just off a little bit, approached the teachers. Teachers pretty much from third to fifth grade had said, your daughter's lazy, um, which my mom did not believe that because we would stay up real late working on homework and still not get anywhere. There were lots of tears. Um, but I struggled with with learning and reading and um, she fought for me for a while. And finally, my fifth grade year, uh, my teacher and mom, if you're listening, I hope you're not yelling through the the car stereo or whatever, but I think she specialized in dyslexia. And really at that time that it wasn't really um, known like it is now. Yeah. Cause fifth grade for us is what? Like 1992, 93. No. Somewhere in that range. 93. I was 13. So you're talking 90, maybe 10 years. I was 10 years old. I don't know. Okay. I had dyslexia. I can't do the math. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out fifth grade for us. It was a long time ago. Yeah. So like early nineties. Yes. Um, so it wasn't really that big, but they did get me a tutor, but that's when the lies of you're lazy, you're not smart started creeping in. And talk, talk a little bit about, because obviously your mom didn't believe that and didn't yeah. speak that into you, but even just having that voice in your life, even though there were other voices like your your, your mom saying, no, that's not true, it still, it's still yeah. kind of got its hooks in you, right? Well, it did because on the other hand, like, yes, I was struggling. I couldn't do schoolwork. Reading was really not in the works for me. Um couldn't figure it out. It was almost until my high school year that they figured out me reading on a computer worked over me reading a book. But yeah. by that time, it was my senior year in high school, and I was a good kid. I was a good athlete, and they just said, pass. So it really wasn't until maybe five years ago, six years ago, I discovered Audible and that's how I read. 
Um, and so I try to, you know, to fight people when they're like, oh, kids shouldn't use electronics in school and stuff. And I will fight you on that because I can see how beneficial it was. So anyways, that through my whole life, like I didn't feel like I could go to college because I just couldn't read good and wasn't, um, able to, um, learn good. And it was a struggle. So you know, I really believe those lies and try to find easy ways out in life with that. Um, to not only the smarts, but then the capability. There was um, a pastor right before we got married that pulled yeah. me into his office and pretty much said, if I married John, I was going to ruin uh, what God has for him. Yeah. And that. That was and the I big one. I didn't know this at the time. I found this out years down the road when, yeah. you, when you shared it with me. But I mean, to that, have an authority figure who yeah. you trust, who's your you know your pastor, you think, oh, I'm trying to follow Jesus, and I'm I'm taking a big step, and we're talking about you know going into church, church you know full time church work, church ministry together, to have yeah. them basically tell you, oh, if you go forward. You're going to ruin things. Yeah. And so I believe that because when we got married and we started working at churches, it was every two years we would resign and move on. And in the back of my mind was always, oh my gosh, was he right? Am I really Mm. ruining what God has for John? Not thinking what God has for me, because that was never even a thought, but more of... I am. I'm ruining everything God has for John. So those are just some of the backstories of why I'm not one to quickly volunteer for things or I'm not one to quickly put myself out there because I just would believe those lies that I'm not strong enough, smart enough, or capable enough. Okay. So maybe talk a little bit about what what has changed over the last, you know, over the years that's Helped you rec- one recognize some of the things that are that are lies, and what did you do to um, to combat that? Well, some of it is just some of the new technologies out there that I've been able to, you know, like Audible, like Audible, uh, listening to the Bible. That was a huge game changer for me and my re- relationship with with Jesus, because, you know, part of that relationship is reading his word. And when you can't do that and you can't comprehend it, that part's always missing. Yeah. So once, um, I discovered that I have read the Bible through five times now and, um, have been able to listen to devotions. Um, and so that took my relationship deeper with Jesus to now I'm starting to hear a little more of his voice instead of the enemy's voice in my head. Um, um, Zozo, which we don't have time to explain what that is. Um, Just to sum it up, that's a, a, a very intentional, purposeful session of prayer. Yeah. And um, healing. Yes. Um, and so through that, um, I got to see how God saw me with John and our ministry, and he gave me a new picture for that. Um, so that has helped break that lie. Does that lie come up different times? Yes, but I've sort of 
figured out how to fight that. It's not sure. always easy, but well, I think yeah. that's important for people to know because I, I think a lot of times with you know whatever we're facing in our lives, whether it's it's you know battling lies we tell ourselves or you know voices from the enemy, or even if it's just um, learning to exercise or you know do a diet or something like that. I think a lot of times we think, oh, once I get this, then I've got it. Now yeah. this will never come back up again. But I mean, has that been, that hasn't been your experience, has it? No, I mean, just this, this leading up to the assessment, the enemy had a field day with that, that lie of you're going to ruin, because I kept thinking, if we fail, it's my fault. If we don't pass, it's my fault. And so that was a struggle. So yeah, the enemy, when your guard is down, will definitely play with that. So, yeah. So what would you have to say to people out there that maybe um, have lies that that they've been believing that either, you know, from a past experience, like some of the things you mentioned, or or maybe it's just a, a they they have a big lack of self-confidence for whatever reason through their through their history. Um, what what advice would you give to them? That's a hard question because I feel like. That's just now becoming reality in my life. Things that I have noticed is I've surrounded myself with people who I truly trust to speak truth into me. Um, so I'm, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Okay. How hard is it for you based on you know your experience that you just explained to everyone? How hard is it for you to accept the truth they speak into you sometimes? Oh, it's very hard. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, like deep down when somebody speaks something into me, it's like, okay, that felt good. But then it's like, what do I do with that? Like, I'm not used to that. So what do I do with it? And then I also just would rather like dig a hole and sit in it than have people compliment you. compliment me. Which I didn't like at all. Which made last week difficult for you because you got very you got flooded with compliments. So just I don't want to take the time to explain the whole church planning assessment sure. thing, but basically, you you they take you through the ringer on all these different um, hypothetical scenarios. or have a hypothetical conversation with me about fundraising for a brand new church, or put together a church service in yeah. like the next. 10 hours and present it or you know let, let me just put you on the spot with all these different questions and as as the the week concludes at the end of it they, they wrap it up and give you all their hey this is what we saw on you this is you know the good things and areas you can improve and um i mean you know i know you wouldn't say this because it, you want to dig a hole but um you received a, so much positive feedback i mean yeah. Basically, you know, I kind of, kind of felt like I'm, you know, I'm, man, I'm glad I'm with her. <laughs> they're, they're, they're sending me on through because my wife's that great. Yeah, but in return, I wanted to be like, um, he's like the head. So can you speak into him? Because I don't like this anymore. <laughs> so, but what did that do for you? Because another part about the assessment that's important to know is most of the people who are evaluating us, they don't know us at all. So like they've met us for the very first time, so they really don't have any. Um, horse in the race, so to speak. It's not like um, when you ask, you know, close friends or yeah. even someone who knows you, hey, tell me honestly what you think. And they, of course, you know, give you the the friend version of their feedback. They wouldn't just give you their complete honest, honest feedback. So what, what did that do for you, just hearing that from 
basically total strangers. Well, of course it gave me confidence and it made me feel good. And, um, you know, a couple times I wanted to be like, are y'all really talking about me? Like, you know, it was, it was weird. It was good. It was good. But like I said, just a little bit ago, it was hard to receive because I've never, I'll honestly say through my whole life, I've never received that much, um, feedback, good feedback. And, you know, it's normally, Oh, John is good at this. And, Oh, that was so good, John. And, and as a wife, that makes me proud. But on the other hand, you know, nobody sees the stuff I do and that's okay. And I'm okay with that, but I never received that much feedback. And so I was almost like, wait, are they really talking about me? And what do I do with this now? Because some of the stuff they were speaking over me, it I'm used to you receiving that. Yeah. So, so t- tell everybody what's something that comes to mind oh when you gosh, say this. Oh my gosh, I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are asking an Enneagram too to talk about themselves. So you need to know. Okay. okay, since my wife will not, <laughs> I won't, I won't toot her on. One of the things that, that stuck to me real big was um, one of the assessors mentioned that you were the heart and soul of us as a, as a ministry couple. Yeah. And I, that's so true. There have been so many times where um, I will get a little laser focused on an aspect of something that's important, but it's not the main thing. Mm-hmm. And you always kind of bring me back to that, that North star of, Hey, that's, that's great, John, but don't forget, this is what it all boils down to. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I know you hated it. I absolutely loved it because <laughs> you have to understand, I, you know, I obviously I love my wife and I see all the things that, that you do. And so I'm constantly, you know, giving you positive feedback. And what do you say to my positive feedback? Well, you have to say that. You're my husband. <laughs> which is, you don't count. Which is total bull Because <laughs> I don't. But yes, I know you true. don't count. <laughs> so, so, I mean, uh, you said technology helped you and having surrounding people who, who you trust will tell you the truth to combat those lies. But talk a little bit about when you're in the moment of, like, say, before this assessment started, it's like, oh, you know, you're having these thoughts from the enemy saying, you know, oh, if you don't pass, you know, it's all your fault and kind of taking you back to that, that lie that was spoken into your life. What, what do people do when they're in those moments to, to combat that? Well, I found it very useful because I was keeping it inside of me, um, because I didn't want to share because I didn't know how you would, you would express it. But I got to the point where the anxiety kicked in so bad that if I did not talk to you about it, uh, I think I was going to have a panic attack. So I, again, find somebody you really trust that you can share your deep thoughts with and just vomit on them because I did. I <laughs> I I had that moment, and so all of that sharing that helped lift that. But of course, my number one thing was just over and over again: God, your voice has to be bigger than the enemies. 
you've got to speak louder to me because I was not going to get through this week. Um, A little tiny backstory leading up to this that did not help was right before we did this, my my license were due because uh, I turned driver's license. Driver's license. Um, so we made an appointment. I got this stupid email saying you have to the end of August or your license are expired. So we were like, okay, let's just go in and get this done. So I go in on August twentieth, and they were like, oh, these are expired as of August fifteenth. Five days. Five days. Seriously, five days. You couldn't give me five days. And I was there getting it done. And she's like, no. So now you have to go take the written test and the driver's test again. So go right now and go take the written test. Um, I failed because those questions, and you can testify. I can. They were the stupidest, weirdest. And let me tell you, I haven't looked at a stupid book in what? 25 years? Yeah, I, I can definitely attest to that the many, many of the questions on the driver's test were intentionally written as like trick questions where like they... There was two they, answers. Yeah, there were two answers that, that seem like they're completely right and you have to figure out which one is more right or yeah. which one's less wrong. Yeah. It was, it was bad. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, okay, let's flash back to middle and elementary school where the teacher says pop quiz and I... F- freak out so of course i freak out but i also have my mom and my husband being like oh it's just common sense you can do it you can do it and then fail and so that 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 wrecked me that hurt plus i had this little punk 15 year old beside me who passed it and i I honestly went to punch throat him because he was a little too happy (laughs) (laughs) so I had that to then we were doing t-shirts and nothing I was doing was working right, but everything you were doing was working right. And so the enemy got a hold of my thoughts and had a heyday because he kept saying, you're a failure, you're a failure and you're going to fail. So I'm not going to lie. Praying at that time was almost like, screw this, because I asked you to help me and you weren't even there. Mm. But that's the only thing I knew what to do. And so that's why I was to pray. And I just kept saying, all right, Holy Spirit, if this is your job, if this is what you want for us to do, if you want John and I can... To continue, you need to speak the right things through me that I say the right things to these people because I don't want to fail again. I cannot fail. Mm. So I don't know what your question was, but... I I think I asked what what you do to combat those Um, those lies. Yeah, so definitely, of course, the dot answer is pray. You know, he created you and he's going to help you. And then talk to somebody. So so maybe unpack a little bit. You you were like you didn't feel like praying. No. But you did anyway. And what what happened from that? Well, we passed. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not I mean, gonna lie, my anxiety was still pretty strong and um but I did have like a piece in the back of my my soul, yeah. if that makes sense. I mean, it was deep. It was deep down there. We are human. Yeah. And um, faith is so hard to believe in something you cannot 
physically touch. You cannot physically change. So I just was having that faith that God was going to get me through this. So we passed that. And then the next day. So yeah, I still had the stupid test on top right. of me. Yeah, as soon as we're done assessment, your stress is not over for the week. Cause you no. still have to go back and I retake the written test. Written test, which I passed. So woo-hoo. Woo. um, I still got to take the driver's test though, which is so stupid. <laughs> but when I passed or when we passed the assessment, I almost felt like I was on cloud nine to go in to take that test. Like that uh, assessment yeah. gave me confidence that I can pass this stupid written test. And sure enough, I did. And I literally, when I hit the last submit and said, you passed, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Cause yeah. it was you. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So surround yourself with people, pray, mm-hmm. any other, any other tips you give to people to, to combat lies in the uh, moment that's been helpful for you? I don't know, because I think this is a new area that I'm still walking through. And will we ever get there? No. But the more you walk through it, the more you believe, the stronger you will get, yeah. the more confidence you will get. Find people that will speak truth into you too. Because like you said, somebody spoke that I'm the heart and soul. Yeah. Um, I do feel like that gave me confidence and I've kid around like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have a conversation about something ministry wise. And if we don't see it the exact same way, she'll just kiddingly say to me. Um, I'm the heart and soul of this. So get on board and let's go. (laughs) But no, I mean, we know we're kidding, but that did give me more confidence to use my voice. Yeah. So So what about, um, what would you say to people who are maybe wired more like me or have a life experience like mine? How can we better support the people we care about in our lives um, when it comes to um, dealing with the lies that we, you know, when you're going to help a friend who's, who's maybe buying into the lies, what can, what can, how can we be those good friends you talked about that that give that honest voice? Because I know that just not necessarily just saying what we see and, and speaking the truth. Sometimes that is always the most helpful thing. Yeah. No, what, yeah, it's what, not you know always. I mean? Yeah. Like you point out that you see this lie. I do think that does help. Will we receive it well all the time? No, but we're receiving it. So yes, help point out those lies. But I have found um, through different friends that I do trust, um, just a simple text through the week saying, I see this confidence in you. I'm praying confidence over you. Or um, I see you strong in this area. So God, help her be strong. Give her the wisdom. So naming the positive that you see in that person and then turning it into a prayer over that person. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that's really good. Like not just calling it out, but then... Then turning that into a prayer, involving the Holy Spirit in that activity. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's awesome yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, like, you know, they say when you read scripture, you know, God, give me that kindness. God, give me that peace. Yeah, God, yeah, give me yeah. that hope. So you're taking, you know, that scripture and praying it over you. But if you take that and pray it over your friend, that speaks volume. And that gives that person a little bit more confidence because they know you see that in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, just to kind of sum it up, there's only one person that can truly 
say yeah. what your identity is, and that's God. That's, that's God. Yeah. And any other place we get that from, whether it's it's good or bad, you know, uh, whether someone's told us we're better than we are or worse than we are, mm-hmm. God is the one who can tell us who who we really are. Well, and something about that is. You know, um, Mark Batterson says in one of his books that um, when he hears stuff, he lines it up with the Bible. And if it's true of the Bible, then it's of God. If it's not of the Bible or it's not in God's word, then it's not God. It's the enemy. So, you know, if you're feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. And that's pretty easy. You know, that's not of God. Yeah, you're a child of God. Yeah. So then you need to turn around and say... Okay, God, if I'm not good enough, what am I to you? What do you see in me? So, That's good. Um, you know, if you're not sure if it's the enemy, ask God and God will tell you the truth. So, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that's so much more. And, and just here, like, this is not just, oh, have positive self-talk. No. You know, Because you see that in all kinds of, like, articles and advice columns and stuff on the internet. Like, oh, just be positive. But, I mean, would would have just trying to be positive, would that have worked for you? Oh, my gosh, A no. week and a half ago? No, it wouldn't. Like, you can't. No. You can't fake it. So, so it's got to be rooted in the activity of the Holy Spirit speaking truth that cuts through. Yeah. All the noise. Well, and that's how you can be positive is you ask God, just ask him and he will tell you and he will show you or he will use your friend to speak into yeah, you. So absolutely. you can absolutely. be positive, but through him. Definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, I think that's about all we have for today's episode, but um, any parting thoughts before we say goodbye to everybody? I am the heart and soul, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> no, uh, I, you know, in this, um, like I said, I haven't arrived. I got a long ways to go. And all the stuff that was spoken in me, I don't know what to do with it yet, but I am breaking it down and I'm asking God, what does all this mean to you? Yeah. So always have those conversations with God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us uh, for today's episode. Uh, We hope you guys found this helpful. Um, So a couple ways that you can show us that this has been helpful is to do what, babe? Um, Share it. Share it or subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to it if you you do uh, iTunes or whatever you uh, get your podcasts at. Yeah. And um, have a wonderful, wonderful month, guys. Yeah. See ya.